This is the Mark Milton Show with a Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope and ride. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive. All right, yeehaw. You're listening to The Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by STLTaxLawyer.com. Here in the Miller Furniture Studios, Miller Furniture, locations in Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and Ellisville, 1.2 miles east of Clarkston Road. Smash is still out. Uh, we're hoping he will be back with us next week. Uh, I've been keeping in touch with him. He's feeling better. He's up and at him. Uh, just needs another week to recover from his uh, broken ribs. But we're fortunate today to have in studio with us special guest co-host, my good friend, my favorite Democrat, as I always said. I like to think I'm his favorite Republican Dave Sweeney from the law firm of Lewis Rice. Dave is just in awe of what just happened at the start of the show, it looks like. I'm in total awe of everything here. Uh, <laughs> the firm will appreciate that shout-out, too, I'm sure. Sure. Uh, thank you very much, Mark, for being on here. I assume I'm the only Democrat that will talk to you. No, we have, we've, had Democrats, we've had plenty of Democrats come on the show. Where it's, a, it's, op- it's an open forum. Any, anyone is always welcome here at the Mark Milton Show. Uh, Dave's actually, I would say, the top lobbyist in the city of St. Louis. Would that, would that be a fair? Well, there's probably a few other <laughs> folks that do it as well. Yeah, but former, there, there's, former, there's he's an attorney, former chief counsel for the Board of Aldermen in the city of St. Louis. Correct. Yeah, I uh, went to law school a little later. I used to be a high school teacher and football coach and then went to law school at night and eventually worked for City Hall for nine years as the attorney and clerk for the St. Louis Board of Aldermen. 29 bosses. So football coach, I mean, you, you, you've got the physique of the football player, although you're, you're trimming down. You look, you look, we skinny. both are, we, we both are heading to the big and tall modeling <laughs> shop here soon. So Get we'll away from hit the casual, road. we no longer have to shop at casual mail XL. XL. Have you ever just, been to one of those? Oh, absolutely. So I always, so I've always been a little husky, right? <laughs> There's that one on Brentwood there. I don't even yes. know if it's still there, but I mean, they're not just like, you know, I wear like a double X shirt. It's like nine X. I mean, I went in there one time and the guy's like, yeah, this, this probably isn't for you. And then, you know, I held up like a pair of pants. It was like a parachute. <laughs> the only time in your life that's ever happened where they're like, we do not, you're, you're too small. <laughs> really, <laughs> that's was, why you went in there. It was a great, up. it really was a great boost to my self-esteem, but also just kind of a sad commentary on American life that, 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 that place has to exist on, no. on a grand scale. It, it, exactly. And it, and speaking about clothes, I went to a fancy, or I fancy to be suit shop, suit supply in the Central West End, uh-huh. and I'm on the high, high, barely end to get into there, and I got fitted for a tux, and they, they squeezed me into the very last, and I've lost a ton of weight. I'm like, I wouldn't even make eye contact with that place three months ago. Well, so. like the slim, yeah, the slim fits. I, I called it, I, I called the bankruptcy of, of Brooks Brothers, Joseph A. Banks struggles, obviously impacted by the pandemic because nobody's getting dressed up anymore, but also this trend towards this slim fitting stuff. I mean, used to be, I could walk into a Joseph A bank and he buy a suit off the rack. It was always a little loose, looser fitting. You could grow and, into it. And then they started going to this, you know, tailored, they call it the tailored fit. I mean, it's just another way to say sort of slim fit and they just don't work for me. I agree. And what blows my mind are the double X slim fit. Well, if I'm going to double X, I'm not <laughs> slim. My problem is <laughs> I don't know who's wearing the double X slim. My problem is finding pairs of pants because they assume if you're fat, you must be short. Because you can't find it's very hard to find like a 40 34. It's usually like 40 28, like length. 
<laughs> so you got some short round guy walking around with <laughs> no otherwise i got the high waters going yeah yeah well i look at, i buy a lot of my clothes on an ebay and, yeah. and stuff and you're right you see some crazy sizes that have been hemmed and it's a 42 29 yeah that, that's a rotund bowling ball terrible terrible i saw you uh, eyeing up the stl tax mobile out there when you came oh in. how just admired you not? i just... admired it from afar and then i saw you sitting in there i only wonder how long you had been in there <laughs> i slept there last night just to get, you could get up that, early for the show the cab's big enough you can sleep oh, in that thing humble brag big well, truck yeah doing well, well you, you got a big hey, truck you're it's a huge a, truck you're driving a denali so things must be pretty good so tell the people you know i feel like you know i've been around politics. I ran for office, as you know, yeah. um, in 16. Met how did, a lot how did of, that go? Not, don't, don't bring it up. Oh, okay. Well, it's actually worked out okay. I think running and losing for, the best. for me was probably good for my career and my family life. I would have loved to have served. I think I had a good platform uh, in terms of you know wanting to go to Jeff City and kind of bring more focus to growing St. Louis because I do think it's the economic engine. Uh, but now I'm able to do other things and kind of keep my foot foot in the game a little bit. But I got to meet a lot of lobbyists. I met you, I think, during that time. Sure. Mutual friend Dave Leipoltz uh, introduced us. Um, and, you know, I think lobbying gets a bad rap, you know, in general. And I think what people don't realize is, you know, lobbyists all serve, you know, serve somebody's need, right? There's going to be a business, an industry, something that needs an advocate. And especially in the Missouri legislature, for example, you know, with term limits, it's harder to, you know, legislators don't know the issues. You, so you've got, I mean, right. I mean, as a lobbyist, your, your job first and foremost is to educate being the former teacher. It's kind of interesting that, uh, you're not a lobbyist. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. And, and, and twofold. So although I'm a lobbyist, I just do city and county. So I'm in the municipalities occasionally. I'm at county council every Tuesday night, uh, board of aldermen every Friday morning and committee meetings. So, um, I stay out of Jeff city. Um, and D.C. and Springfield, Illinois. But I do work with a lot of those folks, and we'll have similar clients and, and things of that nature. Um, the unique thing, and you're right with term limits, is so if you're only going to be there eight years, and chances are you get reelected, incumbents do very well, as you know, once you're in, you're, you've got a good shot at keeping it, um, is the last term they're looking for something else. They're, they're, they, they know they're leaving, so rarely are they trying for a piece of legislation. They're, they're looking to do a new job. They're looking for another job. And so, and you're, every time you lose those determinants, you lose your institutional knowledge. So the lobbyists in Jeff city are the, are the senior statesmen de facto. People don't think about that. They just think term limits, term limits. That guy's been there for 30 years. He doesn't do anything anymore. That's true. I don't know if it's true. He doesn't do anything or she anymore, but they know how things work. They know the, the, the decorum, the candor, the relationships, and as we get more polarizing on both sides of the aisle, you don't see that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and for sure. And I do think lobbyists do get a bad rap in a lot of ways because unlike other folks, we disclose by state law. I just you, you can look up right now who my clients are. So, you know, and I remind people all the time when, I, when I'm talking to them, I'm wearing blank client hat. Um, but it's. I do represent some major Fortune 10, Fortune 50 companies, but I also represent nonprofits and help them navigate City Hall, navigate potential funding sources. So, I mean, there's a there's a the whole spectrum um, of different folks because City Hall is overwhelming at times, and and businesses it's not always the easiest. It's getting easier, and I hope it continues to to open a business in the city of St. Louis. But 
you know, it's really navigating the red tape and getting things through the process and, and there's steps. And sometimes people don't realize that. And, and, it, and I help kind of try to guide that and, and to figure that out. Yeah. So how did you get into government city government? Yeah. Cause you weren't from being a teacher, high school coach to yeah, so law I was school, a high school, special ed teacher for a total of eight years. The last three I taught in Clayton and uh, went to law school at night. So I was working during the day and then with the I, great Ryan and Alice Dickherber. Yes. Good yes. Friends of ours. Good, 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 great friends, great people. <laughs> Um, they were in the day program. I don't want to put them down in the evening with me, but <laughs> I think I was on law review with one of them. And then, um, and, and Ryan and I, I think clerked together because I was able, being a teacher, I was able to have my summers off, take summer school classes and also do clerkships. So that I, I was able to get done in three and a half years where law school is usually three. So I got done pretty quickly. My last semester, I took 22 hours and just gutted it out and got done. Have you ever heard the, do- the Dr. Dick Herber story? I have so, not. So you know Professor Weinberger, one of my yes. favorites of all time. He hosted a group at his house one time. <clears throat> Anne-Marie and I went. Ryan and Alice were there. And uh, we're having dinner, and, and Alan Weinberger, who's just one of the greats of all time, turned to Ryan and he goes, Now, now, doctor, what area do you practice again? <laughs> I guess he thought he was a doctor. And Ryan was like, Oh, I'm actually a lawyer. I actually had you as my professor. So now I always refer to Ryan Oh, that is great. Dr. Dick Herber because of... Alan Weinberger. Oh, Alan Weinberger, yeah, fellow member of the tribe. He's he, he was a great professor. One of my for favorites. Sure, for sure. Memorable and made property decent. So you um, go to law school at night. I go to law school at night, teach, and then uh, I get my first job. I'm doing medical malpractice defense work downtown. That's fun. Um, move downtown, get a loft, and um, get involved. You go to Rosalita's on go, Washington go, Avenue? Uh, Rosalita's wasn't there yet. Okay, but the, but eventually. The, but they're, they're the fine owners, the McGowan brothers. Yeah. We're already doing big things down on Washington Avenue. Sure. Flannery's was there, Lucas Park. Lucas Park. All, all, every, I used to get my hair cut there at the oh, barbershop. Yeah. They've, they've got it all taken care of. Um, so I forget what was it at Rosalita's. It was, a, I think, maybe a lounge or a club early on. But it, nonetheless, I worked downtown, and I got involved in the Six Ward politics, in the Six Ward Democratic Club. And at that time, the, the alderman was a guy named Lewis Reed. Oh, and, yeah. and Lewis and I became. He's friends. been on the show. Oh, friend of the show. Lewis friend Reed. of the show. One of the the best people. I'm I'm sitting here doing what I do. I tell people this all the time because of Lewis E. Reed. Uh, no joke. So Lewis uh, decides he's going to run for president of the board of aldermen against an incumbent, Jim Shrewsbury. Nobody thinks Lewis has a chance. Um, he's one of the few politicians since then to, I've seen where they'll give up their seat. Usually they'll run an off term. So if they're running for president, mayor, they still are an alderman. Rarely will they go all in. Lewis went all in. Um, he sh- shocked the world and, and beat Jim Shrewsbury and became the first African-American president board of the alderman, board of aldermen in the city of St. Louis. So Lewis asked me to come on and be his attorney uh, for his staff. So I did that. I, came, I quit my job, went to City Hall, worked there in that role for about six months. Um, and then there was a transition for the full board and an opportunity to be the attorney and the clerk clerk really meaning kind of the sergeant at arms you're managing the staff things of that nature the, all the the bill board bills that went through and uh he uh i transferred i i was promoted essentially over there to uh do that and then i did that for the next 20 or excuse me 29 bosses as i like to say but for the next uh eight years that's an interesting job you were rehired every year so, like, I was always counting to make sure who I made mad. And as long as it wasn't 15, uh, I was okay because it's 15 votes. But, yeah, the staff is, is rehired every April at the start of the session. Um, 
and and you go. So yeah. They, yeah, that's something. I mean, I'm familiar with <clears throat> the legislative session of uh, the state, but how does the city work? I mean, you've got the board of aldermen. That is it all year. I mean, they have monthly meetings. How does that work? Oh for yeah, that yeah, know? absolutely. So it's it's an all year job for sure. Some of the aldermen do it full time, um, but some do it part time and have another job. Those vary. Um, and um, how many lawyers are on? on I mean, Jack Coder's yeah, one Jack, big guy. Jack Coder is an is an, an attorney. Annie Rice is an alderwoman. Rice, alderwoman Heather Navarro is an attorney. Alderwoman Sharon Tyus. Uh, so off the top of my head, I think that's four. Um, oh, I think I'm sorry, Alderman Narayan, Brett Narayan, twenty okay. fourth Ward Dogtown is an attorney as well. There's quite a few. How many total? Alderman and women, 28. There's 28 wards, and then the president of the board. And the president's able to vote as well. So there's 29 votes, and you need 15 to get anything done. So the way the city hall works is there's the legislative branch of the board and then the executive branch of Mayor Char Jones. But we also have this little other spinoff that very few governments have, of course, St. Louis does. It's called the Board of Estimate and Apportionment. So any contracts, money— Deals like that they usually go through legislatively, go through ENA, and that's made up of the mayor. Excuse me, the president. Of the did board you eat before the show? I did not. You're not. No. That's, that's another rule. Oh well, you've not got, eating. Smash uh, had I, to I, teach me that early I guess, on. I guess you saved that for the show to tell me on air. Uh, so thank you for that. Oh God, I don't know what I'm walking into. Uh, and then uh, the comptroller. So those three meet monthly and decide a lot of. They, that's where the first tranche of money that they were spending. The city got $500 million, half a billion dollars in the federal aid, and they're going through the process of spending it. There was a freeze and a big argument over the summer people might have been following, yeah. but it eventually got um, worked out somewhat. So they uh, they passed major things. So it, it, it's a weak mayoral system. It always has been. So the mayor can't just say, I'm going to, she's going to do this and do it. You've got to get buy-in from one of the other two. Separation of powers. Yeah. Even, yeah at, the, even at the local level. Yeah, exactly. All right. uh, exactly. And then at the board, if you want to uh, do a board bill, you've got to introduce it. You've got to go to committee with it. It's got to be read a few times on the floor. A second read, perfected. Third read, and finally passed. What um, I find steps. interesting about St. Louis City and St. Louis County is you've got 28 alder people in the city and you have seven county council people in the county even though the county is where most of the population lives now that's, that's <laughs> a, that, that, that? i do take exception because that's a misnomer because there's another layer you forget about webster kirkwood you have that layer of government as well for people that's to a good interact. point that's people a good forget point. about that you've got the 80 plus municipalities right that do that i i've heard that and, and, I, and i get it you can point to seven and a million people you can point to 28 and now 300 just south of that where we were at eight hundred thousand. that that is true but but, but the city's basically the city and the county in one you've got that that's for people that don't know i mean the city the st louis city is its own county so Correct. you've got 28 county council slash yeah yeah but alderman. you don't yeah yeah but you don't have that layer I mean, you look at, you know how many aldermen Wildwood has? <laughs> Probably eight. Sixteen. Oh, God. I mean, worse than Woods, I think, has eight. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, if you look, and I get, but if you break down the ratios, like at the Board of Aldermen, I think right now, now it's cutting in half. We should definitely talk about that. But it, I think they represent about 11, 12,000 people. I mean, 16 in Wildwood, I think it's like 800. Well, I what's mean, crazy about the state is we have 163 state reps. So, I mean, that breaks down. I think when I ran, it was about. Thirty-six thousand per per district, um, but then you have I think what is it, uh, 
34 senators. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just there are tremendous the government at all levels has grown, it seems like, pretty exponentially. Yeah. And, and, and people want it. Right. We saw that when we tried to merge some stuff and, and people like having their council member in Crestwood that they can talk to about different things. I mean, at the local level. When stuff goes wrong, nobody thinks about their state. No one's calling their state rep to empty their dumpster, right? right? Or their snow their, removal, their snow removal, or to pave their their alleys. I mean, that's an alderman thing right now. I think the frustrating piece. We can touch on this the next time. I think the frustrating thing from somebody like me is because of all these layers and you know nothing big seems to get done. There's like too many cooks in the kitchen for anything really big to get accomplished. You know, I, I think that's the frustration on some people's parts. Like, who's lead? Like who's Who's really calling the shots in the St. Louis region? Oh, absolutely. You, you know, and, and then you've got— Especially if you're an outsider. Yeah. If you're looking at it, you're like, well, who's the—like, who who should I be talking to if I want to make something big? If I want to relocate my business here, if I want to, you know, build a new factory or do something like that. It, it, exactly. It was like, well, who do I go to? And there's, like, four people. So, I mean, that's kind of leads to greater St. Louis, you know, and that's the theory behind that. So you took five organizations that kind of did different things and try to put it under one roof. So it gives you a better starting point yeah. um, as far as that goes. Um, and, and so that that's a start. And I think Jason Hall, who's leading that up and is very forward thinking about getting different businesses in, to the region because we have to grow. Uh, and you also have to look at the Metro East, where I'm, where I grew up. I mean, yeah. that's an I think uh, overlooked thing for people to live in Missouri, not understanding how important things like Scott Air Force Base are. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of economic impact on the Southern Illinois side. We've talked on the show before. My idea was to put an NFL stadium in East St. Louis. I, I had I, we had the had we had the vision to do that, we'd still have the Rams in the region. We'd have you know the economic impact of having an NFL team, and people do that. People put. Oh. Stadium. Look at I mean, the 49ers yeah. play in Santa Clara. The I mean the the Bears just bought land out in Arlington Heights. I mean it from a national worldwide perspective, everyone it would have been the St. Louis Rams. Oh. You could have oh absolutely that would have been and you would have had better views of the arch. Exactly, Maybe you would have been staring at the arch. You could have set it up that way. Yeah, yeah I, I don't just I thought I was thinking the same thing at the time, and you would have had a the land already there, right. a state that would welcome it. I would think so. Yeah, yeah, you could just figure out a way to share the revenue. All right, that's Dave Sweeney. Uh, lobbyist extraordinaire in the city of St. Louis <clears throat> from Lewis Rice, <clears throat> the law firm, but also um, they have a lobbying practice. And this is the Mark Milton Show, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by stltaxlawyer.com. Miller Furniture still having a half-price sale going on right now. All-in-stock furniture. You can get custom orders, the Smith Brothers, the Flex Steel showrooms in all of their locations in Belleville, Lake St. Louis. And Ellisville, 1.2 miles east of Clarkson Road. You can hop on over to Belleville, Dave. I know you live uh, kind of on the on the city. I'm in the city. city side, in the yeah. city, you can head over to Belleville. You can hop on 6440, head out to Lake St. Louis. You can take Manchester over to Ellisville. I mean, they're three very convenient locations for anyone living in the St. Louis area. They also probably have more furniture ready for immediate delivery than most furniture stores here in the region because they rely so heavily on American-made furniture. Miller has a tremendous amount of American-made. Furniture, they don't have to deal with a lot of the supply chain headaches and issues that others have dealt with during the pandemic. So check them out. Shop online anytime at MillerFurniture.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R Furniture.com. This is the Mark Milton Show. We'll be right back in a second.